You're listening to What the Business, the business podcast where I interview independent business owners about success, failure, and all the moments in between. My name is Josie Berg, and I'm your host. Hello, guys, and welcome to today's episode. Um, This episode is super special. I thought I would interview just a few every once in a while, sprinkle in some product-based business owners because their business experience is a little bit different, and um, of course, it could be helpful to us service-based business owners. So I hope you guys like this episode. Please subscribe, rate, and review. You can rate and review on Apple Podcasts, and if you're listening to this episode, make sure you give it a download because it really helps. Thanks so much, and enjoy this episode. Hello, guys, and welcome to today's episode of What the Business. On today's episode, I am interviewing the lovely Fran of Open Fire Jewelry. She is based in Ottawa, and she is a jeweler, and uh, she just makes incredible pieces. I'm wearing some right now, and um, yeah, we're going to chit-chat a bit more about her business. Hello. Hi. Welcome yourself, if you want, and tell the people who you are. (laughs) Hi. Hi, Josie. Thank you for having me. I'm Fran. And I am the creator and open uh, owner of Open Fire. Yeah, awesome. So first, just to start off, why don't you tell us a bit about your story and how you got into um, jewelry making? That's it's super cool. I, I feel Thanks. like you're like a badass because oh. that's what you're t- <laughs> you do for Thanks. a living. Thank you. Okay, so okay, so yeah, where does it begin? It's you know. It, I mean, there's the start of my business, but then I also like, you know, I've always been like a creative person and I went to art school here at University of Ottawa. So I did that for four years, got my bachelor of fine arts. That's where I mostly did like painting, some photography and some performance art a little bit. And uh, I was really into that. That was like an amazing four years. Um, Not that I necessarily want to be like a painter when I got out of there. I didn't really like know at all what I was going to do with that degree. It was more so like that was where my interest laid. Um, So I ended school, kind of just started like random, like part, you know, like minimum wage jobs um, with a few actually like um, small businesses. So again, that's like a funny thing that I can like look back on and see that I was, I've always been a part of these small businesses, not knowing that I was ever going to have one of my own. Um, so I started working in the market. There's a store called Masala. It's a beautiful um, silver, Indonesian silver jewelry store, as well as like raw stones from all over the world. And um, it's a great business, family business. They like even do the traveling themselves. So I mm. learned a ton oh, of, wow. I learned a ton about like gem, gems, the history of gems, where they come from, how they are sourced, just jewelry, the design, what silver is. And I've always loved jewelry. I've always been someone who like wore a lot of it. Um, I love like the meaning that goes behind it. And that's like the symbolism has always been something that I like really carry with me. Um, So when I started that job at the jewelry store, it was like an exciting thing just because it it was always been an interest. Um, But then like while working there for about three, four years, I just became like really obsessed with with everything. And then like the world of like stones and like their metaphysical properties, it's such Mm -hmm. like a... uh, it's just such a like an underground world of like these people who are really into stones and like the metaphysical like properties that they're said to have so I got really into that that was like a whole phase of my life that I like kind of laugh at because it's I was like just so intense like there's 
there's people say to like put stones out on like a full yeah. moon to like charge them or like yeah, charge, charge jewelry. Stone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So I was like really into that for a while, which, you know, I smile at now and I'm happy that like that phase, like had a purpose as yes. opposed to just being like this weird, like crystal girl for a few years. Like it actually like led to something. Um, so yeah, so I became like really obsessed with jewelry, really obsessed with stones and I just sort of like started picking up on like handmade jewelry, like even like through Instagram. Instagram is such an amazing tool in the sense mm-hmm. that like I was just able to see what was out there. And I started following more small businesses that made jewelry. And I just like it just it made it seem like, oh, this is something that is possible as opposed to just like being in a store. Like I had only seen jewelry in stores as opposed mm-hmm. to like, you know, an individual person making it out of their their house. And um, so while I was working, I noticed someone, I could just kind of get the vibe that she was making her own jewelry. So I asked her, like, you know, like, what are you doing? And she was like an up and coming Ottawa jeweler as well, or I wasn't even started by then. But so I really looked up to her and she kind of gave me um, the number two who had taught her like the basic silversmithing techniques. So I got that. I went to that goldsmith who was just like over the bridge in hall. So it was just you know, I got to go to her studio. I learned just like the basics on like how to use a torch and how to solder. Um, And then from there, it, it wasn't really going as fast as I was hoping to. And so I kind of just like jumped in and like bought all the materials Mm -hmm. and not that I necessarily should have done that. I mean, in hindsight, I (laughs) guess I should have, but at the time it felt like, you know, I didn't really have the experience and like, here I am just like buying a whole studio. Um, but it also felt like I just had to get on it. Like I had like this, such like a passion and desire to like move forward with this and like doing it every two weeks, seeing this uh, teacher wasn't really doing it for me anymore. So yeah, I kind of just jumped in, started, I like balanced working part-time at this jewelry store while creating open fires slowly. And about like eight months in, I was able to quit my job and start full time, which like eight months is like, I, I'm just like so grateful. Like that was something mm-hmm. that I had never foreseen. And when I started, you know, it was always like my dream is to be this full time. And the fact that yeah. it happened like only eight months in, it was just like so overwhelming and awesome <laughs> and like surreal, very surreal. Yeah. And then it's really just cool. been, thanks. And it's just been sort of like working since then, like just yeah. hustling since then. And that was like five years ago in 2015. So crazy to think that it's been five years long and short at the same time, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, that's funny. My dad actually is like the least crystal person yeah. you'll <laughs> yeah. ever meet in the history of the world mm-hmm. I swear it is so not like my dad but he actually has like a crystal necklace that he wears and he literally will charge it mm-hmm. he doesn't think it does anything yeah. he's like this is fooey but he still does it <laughs> I, well, I, just I used to work at the stone store there'd be people like in full-on like it was near government like parliament and stuff so there'd be people in like full-on government suits and then they'd yeah. like pull out this like massive crystal underneath their suit and it would just be like okay and then I remember the person saying like yeah there's some bad vibes in there that I'm just trying to like not you know like I'm just (laughs) trying to like not have that part of my life so yeah but just like you know massive like amulet Mm -hmm. underneath this suit and that happened a lot like I don't know it's I mean it it gives people comfort if nothing else for sure Mm -hmm. yeah for sure I mean who knows? It could be all in our minds, but either way, I think it's like the placebo effect. Like if it still works that way, 
you know, should we question it? I don't Mm -hmm. know. Also, I totally have worn like necklaces with crystals that I'm like, this feels heavy on my chest. Like something's off. Mm -hmm. So I like, don't, I don't wear those anymore. So I'm like, I don't know. Am I, am I a crazy crystal person or am I just, I don't know. Anyway, it is a fun and interesting, like, uh, path to just explore. So sure. it's funny that you got into that. Yes, um, yes, very much so. Yeah. <laughs> but so when you first started those from month zero to mm-hmm. month eight, where you were full time, what did that look like? How did you get full time in eight months? What were you doing um, in that time to build up kind of that client? Um, yeah, that uh, like, repertoire of clients that were buying or like how did you do that basically (laughs) I mean the hustle was very real at the time Mm -hmm. um like wake up before my shift you know a couple hours early and make some jewelry then I spent like the whole day dreaming of my business like brainstorming Mm -hmm. um you know that's what I did like all day long was just brainstorm (laughs) for my business (laughs) Um, which was great to have like, honestly, like time to do that. It was, I worked at the store like alone. So there was a lot of, uh, time to think. Yeah. Um, and then coming home and working again and it was really intense. Like it it was a massive life adjustment, lifestyle adjustment. Um, like not seeing friends as much, you know, like not going out as much. I like just, this was just like my priority and it was, that was just everything that I was focusing on. Um, and then, yeah, slowly reaching out to stores, which I was lucky to have some connections to a couple of them, which were like the first ones I was in, which I'm like so grateful for because having like a legit store behind you, like it really gives trust to your business Mm -hmm. for other people. So I'm like so thankful that they like, I guess, took a chance on me and Mm -hmm. they really like helped me. I think, you know, once the store sees like, oh, she has another store under her belt and that store is successful and well curated like that gives another store more reason to like bring me on as well yeah um so it's just that's just a domino effect yeah really. for sure. and like and I would yeah reaching out to a lot of stores and just trying to have like a good Instagram feed which can sound kind of like Instagram whatever but like in reality it's no, like a it portfolio works. for your business yep, absolutely um I found that stores these days like really curate via Instagram so Mm -hmm. I mean I found a lot of the stores I ended up being in where they had come to me as opposed to me reaching out to them a lot of the the time I reached out I just never really heard back and that's okay because I just find like stores have an idea of what they want so if I was a store owner I would want to curate myself as a Mm -hmm. you know it just probably feels more personal to that store owner for them to curate themselves for sure so I get why they do that so Instagram is just such like an amazing tool sometimes yeah. it feels silly to be like you know like Instagram feed and make sure yeah. it's pretty but like it's a portfolio at the end of the day for sure that's just what it is yeah. yeah no it is um and I guess your arts degree probably helped a lot with the like photographing of your jewelry because I was that's one of my later questions is your feed is so good and you photograph your pieces so well that I think it helps sell them and it probably helped grow your business at the time so that probably helped because you had a bit of that experience thank you kind of knew how to use a camera (laughs) yeah I didn't really like think about that at the time but like in hindsight I can see how like that did help me or even just like colors and like composition Mm -hmm. and like you know just yeah how to like frame a photo and stuff like that um I feel like that's just something that 
like I never really put that much thought into photos like I I mean it just kind of kind of came naturally I suppose like mm-hmm. just on my style and how I would want to show my jewelry but yeah that is something that um like I try quite hard now because I know how much it has helped me to mm-hmm. have nice photos so now I put a lot more time into it there's a few years there that I wasn't really it, it just it takes a lot of time like it's a quite a bit of work for me to like do a little photo shoot for every single thing yeah um but it's worth it and now I'm just trying to like make it like fun as opposed to like a chore so yeah just trying to like just make it as like fun for me as I can yeah yeah make it more like of a creative project or yes yeah 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 it's tough for sure um that's what I did a lot during COVID like because I had more time like I really redid a lot of my photos that I had been kind of putting off for a long time because there's just there's so many things to do mm-hmm. and finally I had like you know a lot of time to do it so yeah 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 legit um so what other marketing tools did you use or do you use now um aside from Instagram or if you want to talk more about how you used Instagram to grow, because you have a pretty good following. So what was that like for you? I don't really use anything else. Um, like, I mean, I have like a Facebook page, but it's really like, I just yeah. share it from my Instagram feed and just share onto Facebook. Right. Um, I know maybe I should be like u- utilizing more like different social media things, but I honestly, like, I'm just not overly tech savvy. So I just like, it just also just feels like too much. Like there's only so much I can do. Like I need to be making the products that people are buying. So, I mean, that's Mm -hmm. priority. It just feels like so much. And it's, yeah. Yeah. And uh, (laughs) I don't know, like I'm just one person, maybe one day, but I I also like to run my business out of how I am as a consumer. And I don't shop on Facebook. I don't go on Pinterest. Mm -hmm. Like I go on Instagram. So Mm -hmm. not that I should necessarily only see myself as like, you know, like I am my audience, but that's just how I try to run my business. It's like, what do I expect from other businesses and like, how do I shop? So, yeah. And then maybe one day I'll like, you know, try to do more, but for right now, this is like all that I feel like I've been able to handle. Yeah. And then in terms of Instagram, I've been like starting to do more ads, um, just trying that out just to, I'm not sure if how much they work, but, um, you know, it's something and Mm -hmm. it feels like it's good to like have some sort of like advertising somewhere. Um, as for following it, like it takes a while. Like some people like have like so many and I'm just like, how, how do you do that? Yeah. Yeah. And like, it's, uh, no, it's a slow, it's a slow thing. Yeah. But that's okay. And if anything, like, um, that's what you want, right? Like who's your real audience? Like sometimes I'm like, oh my God, like 20 people unfollowed me today. (laughs) Like, that's so weird. And like, you know, what does this mean? Like, how am I supposed to like, you know, how should I like feel about myself? But in reality, like they weren't my customers and like, that's okay. Mm -hmm. So I just try to be like, you you know, that's okay. Like they weren't here for you anyway, or like long-term and that's okay. Like, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, no, for sure. You really do want to attract like to your page Mm -hmm. so that they're with you and invested in what you're posting all the time. Um, for sure. Yeah. I think, I feel like your business could do well on Pinterest. Um, I've been starting, well, I've been listening yeah. to your, like your, oh, yeah. you know, previous <laughs> podcasts and I've been hearing a lot about Pinterest. I'm like, oh man, yeah, maybe I need to do that. Yeah. Pinterest is, I find, well, I put it off. I, 
I like struggle a bit with it, but when I'm done it, I'm like, oh, that's way easier than Instagram mm-hmm. and Facebook. Oh, wow. Um, just cause of like, I have an app called tailwind and it allows you to batch and batch post on Pinterest. And it will actually post for you when the best time is to post and it'll automatically do all that work. So you're not scheduling specific posts at specific times. You're just scheduling the images and the captions and the Mm -hmm. links and then tailwind does all the work for you. Um, so it's a little bit easier, but yeah, I mean, I I've only had one inquiry from Pinterest ever and they, I don't think they booked. Um, so obviously if I keep pushing hard, I might, Mm -hmm. it might turn into something more lucrative, but we'll see. Interesting. Yeah, I don't, yeah. Honestly, I don't even really know what Pinterest is. Uh, I thought, is it like a mood board? Like, I think that's what I thought it well, was. Well, it's like, it's basically, it's an SEO tool. So it's like Google, it's more like Google than oh, any wow. other platform oh, out there. okay, I can um, see that. Yeah. Oh, they say that They say that people who are on Pinterest are like 80% more likely, 80% more ready to buy than when they're on oh. Instagram. That's really cool. So that's why they say it's, that. yeah, they, that's why they say it's good, but I know, I know how overwhelming it can be for sure. I actually just in, I think December completely stopped posting on my Facebook page. I was like, this isn't going anywhere. I'm not getting any inquiries from here. Why am I wasting my time? Mm -hmm. And I've noticed a major drop in inquiries recently. So I've been like, was Facebook working (laughs) to Mm -hmm. some degree? So I might get back into it and see if I notice a difference again, but yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot to do. It's no wonder so many big businesses have like teams of people doing this for them yeah definitely and and I've I've heard in your recent episodes as well or ones I've listened to about um like automatic posting and scheduling posting and stuff so Mm -hmm. I don't do any of that that is something that I kind of want to look into I think that would like help streamline things um but I don't do that as yeah it's just more so like when's a good time to post I usually around noon or like 4 p.m so you know, yeah. okay, I got something. It's 4 p.m. Let's do this. Like, that's really like how I've done it up until now. Um, again, that might change, but yeah. Also, like, I don't want to become um, like a machine, a robot, yeah. you know, like I sometimes it's, it's fun to just, you know, I have this now. Let's just do this now as opposed to like everything mm-hmm. being super scheduled. I mean, I have kind of, I've always balanced between uh, or fight between the thoughts of like, you know, do I want to present myself as a person or do I want to mm. present myself as like, a, like the we versus I in, in the emails, you know, like yeah. you sign it off as we, or do you say that you're just one person? So I kind of go between the two a lot. And I think I want to be more of, I'm just one person mm-hmm. and uh, there's not like a whole like team I have here. I think when you make it more of a we, I think it sets a different expectation from the client. Mm -hmm. And I see that and I I see the way it like kind of protects you as the business owner, but I think I operate myself as an individual. Like I don't have all these Mm. like different uh, like automated systems. So Mm. I don't, I don't feel like a we, so I, I, part of it feels like a little disingenuous to say that. Yeah. Um, And then a part of me just wants my customers to know that it's just me. And like yeah. that's special, mm-hmm. and like that's also like part of the reason that you're buying is just that this yes. is like a the one person business. Yeah, like I want to yeah. honor that and like show that through my business as well. Yeah. Well, yeah, and the trend of like wanting to support independent business owners and smaller business owners is has been growing. I think mm-hmm. COVID's really pushed 
it even further because the, you know, support local has gotten even bigger um, because it's that much more important right now. Mm -hmm. So I I do understand wanting to do it from an I perspective. Um, Mm -hmm. And yeah, again, like I think when you say we, like as a customer, if someone says that in an email to me, I'm immediately like, I expect more from them. I'm like, okay, yeah. you should be responding faster. You should mm-hmm. be do working harder, working faster for me. I should be getting things sooner, whatever it is, because there's just this expectation of like, there's more of you. So it should be done mm-hmm. better and in less time. Um, whereas when it's one person, you know, it could take the exact amount of time they say it takes. And I'm like, oh my God, that was amazing. Yeah, because it's, true. you yeah, know, the expectations true. kind of set. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, going back a bit. So you talked a bit about how you try and um, market your to your clients like, like they're you. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's a really good point because yeah, they say that your ideal client is mostly just a, a different variation of who you are as a person. Um, so do you how how does that play into your I guess um, wording and communication when you are posting? Do you put much thought into that, or is it more just like you speak from your heart? Um, I guess I would speak from my heart and mm-hmm. um, I think it's more so like in my um, customer service, I really like, that's where I really try to like give okay. what I expect um, just in terms of just being friendly and answering on time and giving people like a lot of options and um, patience and just stuff like that. Like I like, for example, I, I bought a coat in the winter. As soon as I put it on, like the button fell off and I, it was something I had like dreamt about like buying for like yeah. two years so the fact that I got it and the button popped off right away was like it was just so sad and so like I reached out to the company and first they were kind of like not our problem like doesn't matter like whatever and it was just as a business owner I'm like fuming I'm like I could never yeah. not not only get away with this but I would never do that like ever yeah. and I ended up uh getting my money back <laughs> and all that <laughs> but it was just because I had to say like why would I financially suffer from the quality of your product like no yeah so uh just stuff like that is like I really saw that I'm like okay this is a lesson for my own business right now like I will never talk talk or like tell my customer that it's like not my problem like it's totally my Mm -hmm. problem Mm -hmm. and um yeah that was like a huge lesson and it Mm -hmm. almost it was almost like even if I don't get my money back like I've learned a $200 lesson right here so yeah okay I mean I did so it's fine I I got both (laughs) But uh, yeah, it was just a huge lesson. So stuff like that, I just, you know, take my own personal experiences and then put them back into my business. Yeah, I love that. No, that's so true. I had an experience last, just at the end of last year that was like really traumatizing basically with a business owner who, yeah, was, was supposed to be servicing me and the way they communicated with me and talked to me and how everything went down was so not okay with me. And it mm-hmm. made me feel like awful I was like crying like it was so awful and I just remember being like this is a key lesson for me now because yeah exactly I can turn this around and be like okay what could she have done earlier on and can I start doing that to my clients because obviously I would never want my clients to cry because of me (laughs) yeah yeah no it's pretty crazy how uh, a lot of people don't do business in the same way that I do business and it's Mm -hmm. pretty uh, both fascinating and really disappointing (laughs) <laughs> yeah it's like how did you get the, like how did you get this far if this is how you do business I just don't mm-hmm. understand but yeah 
yeah, no client relations and client like care. That's what I call it in my business client care. Mm -hmm. It's like so important. I think it goes a lot farther than I think a lot of people realize. Mm -hmm. And I I get a lot of comments saying, you know, like brand just really took care of me and stuff. And like, that's, I'm really happy that people can like see that I'm trying to be helpful. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I've felt that from you too, because I had to get a ring resized. (laughs) (laughs) No problem. And it was great. So yeah, I think that goes a long way for sure. So that's good. I really like that. Um, So moving on a bit to more, like I don't really interview a lot of um, hand good, like product Mm -hmm. people, I guess. Um, But I like to kind of throw in one every once in a while just to shake it up and hear some different perspectives. So talk a little bit about um, what it's like selling retail versus independently and you know, do you have a preference? What are those like um, as a business owner? So it's just a huge um, thing to learn. Like I had no education or experience like prior to all this. So like, you know, I <laughs> first like Googling, like what's wholesale, what's consignment, yeah. like just the amount of Googling that has to occur when you first start a business was so funny. <laughs> um, so with retail there's two different things there's wholesale which is when the company kind of chooses what they want to buy up front and pays you up front and then they kind of own it and it's like theirs from then from then on and then there's consignment which is i can't i decide what i give this shop and i get paid well when it sells so sometimes there's you know stock that kind of sits there for a long time and i don't get paid for it which is fine um there's, there's pros and cons to both. Um, I think in terms of like getting my business more recognized, consignment was really helpful because most shops I can understand like can't afford to like pay out every uh, product that they receive. So it's just an opportunity for me to kind of decide what I want to put out into the world. And sometimes stores like don't necessarily choose what I would want to like put out. Um, and I mean, yeah, as I get more into my business, I prefer wholesale, which is paying upfront just because there's a lot like less um, like work involved in terms of like keeping track of everything Mm -hmm. and keeping track of payment, which can sometimes be a thing of, you know, (laughs) getting that. Yeah. So um, when I first started, definitely consignment. And it's just been up until recently that I'm like, I don't consider consignment unless it's a store that I really, really want to be a part of. So now it's like wholesale or or nothing just because mm-hmm. there's the amount of work that goes into it and um, just like long-term wholesale like is mm-hmm. better um, just for lots of different reasons that are hard to like put into words but um, yeah it's, it's it's constant you know just juggling which is better and then online you get like the full percentage of your work whereas like the shops do take a pretty heavy amount um, so I'm trying to focus more online for that reason, but also just because of COVID, like so many of my stores um, are no longer in business mm-hmm. and which is, you know, that's so too bad. bad. Yeah. yeah. So sucks. And, um, and then, so not only have they run, some have run out of business, but then the others, you know, they can't open or so they're only going off curbside pickup and stuff. So just these days online is so much more like, reliable because I just you know who knows what the world's gonna be like in mm-hmm. a few months or so yeah I'm just trying to put my most most of my focus on online these days so mm-hmm. that's kind of where I am at but it, I also recognize that I only have the success I have online because I 
was able to, because I was in stores for five years. So like those are the people okay, that are now yeah. going online. So when COVID happened, I felt grateful that I had five years under my belt that during COVID I was allowed, I was able to be successful because I had like the business of five mm-hmm. years and like the p- customers over five years. I couldn't imagine starting a business in like 2019 and like your second year. I know. You know, so I felt really grateful that I had like the foundation of my business going into COVID because mm-hmm. otherwise I just don't know how that would have felt. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. A lot different for sure. So you sell then mostly on Etsy. Is that right? Or do you have like a website as well? So I started on Etsy and that's where I've been up until now. Um, that has been basically out of ease of use I guess like it's a pretty easy platform and Etsy's great in the sense that like people all over the world are searching for an object and then they happen to like find my jewelry so like the idea that I've been able to send my jewelry around the world is so cool and that's because of that's because of Etsy right um at this point in my business I know that I'm in, like I'm due for my own uh, website that you can shop on. Like I do have a website, but it's really just like information just to like kind of get you to Etsy or get you to a shop that I sell it. So I'm in transition right now to onto Shopify. So I'm just slowly okay. trying to do that, which is like, it's a big learning curve. Again. Yeah, no kidding. I feel a little I'm sure. behind. I feel like this is something I should have done like maybe a few years ago, but like, there's just always something to do. And this has just been something. No, that's so true. I, I feel like I haven't been able to do until now. A lot of people don't like Etsy, but I'm like pretty pro Etsy. I don't mm-hmm. like, I understand that they have to take a percentage, like they're a business too. And mm-hmm. I, I like no complaints really. And like, yeah. even after I have my website, I'm, I'll probably have an Etsy still just because of that world range. Like yeah. I wouldn't necessarily have that for my own website. So mm-hmm. yeah, I'm very pro Etsy. Yeah. And I would encourage anyone who had a handmade business to, to, start an Etsy for Mm -hmm. absolutely yeah 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 I like I really like shopping on Etsy um for a number of reasons but also I do wonder like because I've heard people complain kind of yeah that they take a percentage but I also kind of question like okay but if you have a website and you're using a payment service Mm -hmm. provider are you not paying them too like Mm -hmm. there's always someone a middleman that needs to be paid Mm-hmm. And like what like they're giving this. me is totally like it's worth it. Like okay, take yeah, whatever that's you want to take, like that's fine. <laughs> like, like you're you're giving me the opportunity to show my work. Like yeah, like I yeah, I don't take it too personally. Yeah, it's really cool. What's the furthest um a piece of jewelry has ever gone? Um like the Middle East. I don't I couldn't remember the name. Okay, that's pretty honest, cool. Yeah, yeah, that's so. okay. <laughs> places that's that I don't cool. know yeah. names of. So that's fun. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So you mentioned at the beginning that there were a number of retail stores that came to you, um, but talk a bit about kind of that kind of communication process and um, for anyone looking to sell in retail, um, do you have any tips or advice? Um, so when I do reach out to stores, um, I just, I don't include too much information. I feel like if the, per- like I kind of give, you know, this is what I'm interested in. Here's my website. Here's like my best selling things. And let me know if you're interested and I can like let you know what I think would work best for your shop. So I really kind of just put it out there. If the, and like, I, I just trust and shop owner enough to know that like, if they're interested, then, then they'll get back to me. Mm-hmm. so I'm not very pushy with that um 
And then, yeah, for like an Instagram, like a lot of the shops, again, like they literally send me a DM saying like, hey, do you want to be in my store? <laughs> Which <laughs> at the time was like, really? Like, you don't want anything else from me? Like, you don't want to like, like, you don't like vet me yeah, in yeah. any other way? Like, okay. So that was always like kind of shocking to me. Like, don't you want to like have a conversation before or something? But yeah. then there's me opening my like DM, like dancing around my living room being like, yeah. oh my God, this is so cool. So like, that's how, that's how a few, the first few shops that I got in was like via DM, which is weird to me, but I mean, that's okay. Yeah. Um, no, that's cool. And then I remember when I first started to like, there's a something called like a line sheet, which is like how people buy wholesale. It just has your products, the descriptions, the cost and all that. I remember starting and like Googling, like, what is a line sheet? And nothing came up, like just nothing. Oh, wow. And it was so frustrating. Like, okay, well, like, how do people know how to do this? Like, I don't know what I'm supposed to Google, like other <laughs> yeah. than how to make a line sheet and nothing's coming up. So I, I still don't even have one, which is something I need to do. But there's also like more, there's so much more um, resources. Like, so now like I, I signed up for a this great maker entrepreneur named cheerfully made who if you're in Ottawa area you definitely know her mm-hmm. she's she's like an amazing source for um handmade workers or artisans and she has like a little like cheerfully made university thing where it's like oh, if, so if you're starting like please nice. look into this because oh my goodness I wish I had this when I started so it just shows it just gives you like yeah, what's a line sheet how to do it like how to contact wholesalers so yeah. yeah, cheerfully made. If you're listening, yeah, go like look <laughs> into that because she is truly um she's helped so many people. And actually, that's how I got into Etsy. She was doing a Etsy workshop, and I went oh, to wow. it. Nice. So even like meeting her through like just like little networking, you know. Yeah. Like I went yeah, to yeah, that. Yeah. I met her, and I said, "Hey, I'm actually I'm actually a part of like your Etsy show this year." Like, hi. And then now we, you know, and then that's how she got to know me. And it's just like just put yourself out there in little ways and yeah. like network in little ways. I'm not like a huge networker. Like I'm pretty yeah. shy. So, um, you know, just put yourself out there a little in like little ways. And you know, you start to meet people and it's just like a domino effect. That's like mm-hmm. another thing, you know, you just start and you just keep working, keep putting yourself out there. And like, it's a domino effect of like things will just keep happening and just keep putting yourself out there. Yeah, for sure. And things will happen slowly, mm-hmm. but like they will happen. Yeah. That's really good advice for networking too, because I think networking is really hard for people. I mean, it's hard for me um, mm-hmm. because it does require you yeah, to kind of take a step outside of your comfort zone, you know, kind of do something different, introduce yourself, be social. Um, and it also kind of puts you in a position where you kind of have to be ready to say yes, mm-hmm. um, which can be scary and nerve wracking. Um, but I do think, yeah, like taking it a little tiny networking step at a time is mm-hmm. a, a good tip. Yeah. I mean, there's a big difference between like, you know, like just saying hi, like letting someone know like who you are and like going to like a networking conference yeah, yeah. where you go by yourself <laughs> and just stand in the corner, you know, like that's a lot different. So True. just, I mean, re- like network in the way that feels comfortable to you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Um, so do you, uh make your jewelry to order like when people order yes. make it yeah yeah so, so oh go ahead yeah so it's just like made to order so, so when I first started I was like what is that so it just means <laughs> like when the order comes in then I make it to the like specifics to the customer so like whatever metal they want stone they want and size so yeah. sometimes people were like can I come to your studio and like just see your like massive collection of jewelry and I'm like sorry that's like not how like I don't actually have anything here like <laughs> that's you know it's not really how it works so 
yeah, you got to order it for me to, to make it. Yeah. So in, in respect of that, then how do you manage and keep everything in track um, so that you're getting your orders in on time? I assume you probably do it like first come first serve type basis, mm-hmm. but how do you keep that all organized or in track? Do you have like spreadsheets or are you just naturally good at it? <laughs> um, I'm a big like pencil and paper person. Okay. Again, I'm not very like tech savvy. And just for my memory, I just feel like writing down, like just really mm. helps me. So just when an order comes in, I just like have a little notebook, put a little square beside it and then like mm-hmm. check it off once it's like made and stuff. So, um, it's like pretty easy for me to keep track. I don't feel like too, like super overwhelmed as long as I have like a record of it. And then just that little square that I check off, you know, that's yeah. just really how I keep track of things. So not, not too, not too difficult. Yeah. No, that's fair. Um, do you use any tools or have anything that helps you work smarter, not harder? <laughs> hmm. Routines or habits? Yeah, maybe. Yeah, I don't know if I have any like systems in place. Again, like that's like the automatic like posting things like that. Like that's mm-hmm. something I want to get mm-hmm. into to help streamline stuff. Um, but to work smarter, not harder. I would say like boundary setting is huge. So. Mm-hmm work smarter you know like sometimes I just like I work on something and like it breaks a thousand times and I just have to go I'm doing this tomorrow so like I'm just gonna step away so because like this isn't helping I'm just wasting like a crazy amount of material so just stepping away like Mm -hmm. knowing when to just to to stop Mm -hmm. um boundaries is just really huge when I first started my business I had a pretty huge burnout where Mm -hmm. it was like pretty intense like my body just like stopped working and yeah, it was really bad. And it was like, kind of like a process of elimination. Like I thought it was something really serious. And then it turned out to be like, oh, I think I'm just really burnt out because I'm working 24 Mm -hmm. seven and like, this isn't okay. So that was a huge lesson in that. Like, I don't say yes to every single thing that comes to me anymore. Not that I don't want to do them, but it's just like, I can't, I know I'll get too overwhelmed with this. Um, so that's definitely helped me like have my priorities in check and I think, yeah, I think that just like, what's my priority, especially like today and like long-term, what am I trying to do? So just like thinking long-term thinking with goals. I think mm-hmm. that's really helped me. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> it's no, honestly like uh, the more you like my brain's like changed, right? Like the way my brain works has totally changed in this last five years. So it's just, yeah. the more you work, the more you like, just and like, intuitively start doing like things differently so it's hard for me to like yeah. say what I've been doing but it's just it just comes with like experience and like messing up mm-hmm. and adjusting mm-hmm. yeah no I think the burnout point is really good because as independent business owners we often do kind of overlook or ignore or just not recognize the signs and the mm-hmm. things that are going on in our life that are <laughs> trying to hint at us that we're burning out mm-hmm. um, because it just feels so like overwhelming like you know you can't let these clients down you can't you got to keep going like there's always there's always something to do even if it's not that time consuming or you're not busy there's still things that you can always be working on so it is kind of hard sometimes just to be like no I gotta I gotta call it yeah, exactly. Call it a day mm-hmm. and take a break or get out of town for the weekend or whatever. And it was something I kind of like, I didn't like tell anyone, like I, I didn't think it was very professional to be like, Hey, I'm, <laughs> I'm totally burned out over here. Yeah. So yeah, like, I kind of just, so I, you know, I just kind of kept working through it. And then I ended up seeing 
like someone's post on Instagram, she's like a, a entrepreneur here in Ottawa and she posted about her burnout and she even like mm-hmm. posted like photos of her like hair that had fallen out. Yeah. And it was just such like a, oh my goodness, like I wouldn't like I wasn't the I'm not the only person that had like that this has happened to. Mm-hmm. And then the amount of comments of like same, same, same. Mm-hmm. It was just like, oh my God, like this needs to be like talked about. And it's just so sad that we're all like just pushing ourselves like yeah. on the limit. And that was really eye-opening to see how many people like do it. And it's just a bit like no one talked about it until this yeah. person brought it to people, you know, said something. And so like that, yeah, it was really eye-opening. Yeah. You kind of need someone to open the door to that conversation. Cause yeah, for the most part, we all just silently suffer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. <gasps> yeah. Um, do you outsource anything? Yes. I'm so happy to say yes to this. So this is something I'm newly doing. I'm just started outsourcing bookkeeping which is like, oh my God, nice, nice. like I've gone five years, like totally like daily thinking about this daily worrying about yeah. my expenses daily worrying. <laughs> yeah. Like I am not doing this right. I know I'm not doing this right. Like I have my receipts, like in a bag, like, you know, like just yeah, not yeah. cute. Like, um, so yeah, that's been like a big insecurity I've been carrying for a long time just cause I knew it wasn't, I wasn't like doing it right. Mm-hmm. Um, so I finally hired a bookkeeper and that is very exciting. And I'm just really excited to feel like more <laughs> professional and more like legit. And just to have like, not to worry about that is to, like, I've, I'm now staying like around my house, like outsourcing is freedom. Like just, I don't have to think about this anymore. And yeah. I'm so happy about it. And also like the privilege and I'm like so blessed to be able to like, be able to pay someone to do this at this mm-hmm. point. Like, you know, that wasn't doable in the first few years. So yeah. Yeah, just so happy about that. And like I feel like that will like really like just help me as a business owner. Um, and also like just knowing like the trends of my business. Like I don't fully like know yeah. like what month is the most, or like, you know, like there's just certain trends that like bookkeeping is gonna help me know as a owner. Mm-hmm. I've also started outsourcing um I'm about to send off a bunch of jewelry to a photographer for like a photo shoot. So I'm really excited about that because I've always been like, yeah, doing it myself. And I'm trying to like use the feedback that I'm getting from my customers, which is like, I don't totally know how big the stud is on my ear or like how big is that ring? Like I need to see it on a model, which I totally understand. It's just been something that like, again, just kind of always feels like maybe not the most priority, like most priority, but I'm at the stage now where this is a priority. I need for people to know the like the range of sizes and stuff mm-hmm. so um yeah I'm getting some models and doing all that so that's really exciting I'm happy to be able to like get the feedback and actually like do something about it mm-hmm. and the last thing I'm outsourcing is my website so again like not being able, like I've been on Etsy and I haven't transitioned into like a more legit um website just because again it just feels like too overwhelming for me so these things mm-hmm. that feel too it overwhelming I'm just, I'm now hiring someone else and it feels so good because I, I know that I've been holding my business back because I haven't been able to do these things. And so now I'm just excited to like level up with these things. I feel like I've been like floating a little bit in the same spot for a while because I haven't been able to like go forward in these ways. So I think, I think I kind of want to do this in 2020 and then COVID was just like, maybe not now. And then, so as soon as 2021 happened, I just like did all three. I kind of wish maybe I, these where things were scattered a little bit more. Cause like having such big projects all on the go at the same time has, has been a lot. 
Mm-hmm. But I'm like so happy to like start the process. And I mean, it's hard now, but eventually like it won't, you know, it won't be this much work forever. So yeah, I'm really excited mm-hmm. to see like, where my, what my business will look like once these are like finished and mm-hmm. been going. Yeah, it's true. Um, yeah. One of my interviews, someone said that the best thing you can do as an independent business owner is still consider and still run your business like a corporation. So you're not the expert in all mm-hmm. things business. So get people to do those things for you. And I was like, wow, I've never thought of it like that. Um, but yeah, websites are not easy. And a lot of people, like I did mine on my own and it took, I mean, it takes months to mm-hmm. get it to where you want it to be. And I still look at it and I'm like, yeah, I don't like this. I don't like that. I don't like this. And so it's not easy. So kudos. <laughs> I mean, it took me a while. Like I was really stubborn. I thought, I thought like, oh, I should maybe just save the money. And I, and I can, yeah. I can just do it myself. I'll just stay up later and I'll do it. And I'll, mm-hmm. you know, just hustle I'll it out. and I'll, I'll work do it out. Yeah. But then it's been like five years later and I haven't done any of these things. So it's like, I just had to surrender to the fact that I'm not going to do these. <laughs> and like, <laughs> and like, that's taken, you know, like I have to like accept that. Like I, mm-hmm. I can't do this and like, mm-hmm. that's okay. But I think a part of having like your own business, like everything feels so personal. So like, yes. I just want to do everything. I want, I want my website to be like me, a representation of me. I want yeah. the photos to also be a representation of me. And, um, I mean, they can in some way, but like, I, that's just not the way, like my priority is making the work yeah. and that's what people are here for. So I need to like focus on that mm-hmm. and it's okay to not do it all. And I, like, yeah. it's, that's taken me a long time to like, just come to terms with. Yeah, it is okay not to do it all. Also, we're very self-critical of ourselves um, as humans, but especially as business owners. And I think especially as female business owners. Mm-hmm. And so I think there's something to be said about like having someone else do that stuff for you that you can't do. Cause then, I mean, you're not going to be as critical of their work mm-hmm. and if they still kind of embody and capture your brand and your voice, you're still going to love it. Right. So mm-hmm. it's hard at first to kind of let go, but totally worth it. And I think easier to get used to than people assume, or for me, the, the few things I have outsourced once I did it, I was like, okay, now this is chill. I'm down. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I'm pretty excited to like now be in the word, world of outsourcing. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Um, I did have one other thing I wanted to say. Okay, wait. You outsource your bookkeeping, your website, and then what was the one in the uh, middle? Just like some photography. Like, oh, for, yeah. for, like photography on models because mm-hmm. me like doing like a selfie shot of my earlobe <laughs> is so pathetic. Like they're so ugly. I'm like, I'm not sending this to the customer. It doesn't look good at all. Like I can't yeah. send this to you. Yeah. So yeah, it's like and or, or just like, you know, my my hand. It's just, mm-hmm. you know. You can only see that so many times. So, Um, but that's really cool because I think I found you or heard of you. I think I went to like an Etsy fair thing Mm. in Ottawa, Mm. I think. And so, yeah, like, because I would have seen all the kind of rough sizes in person before online. Um, which, cause I've bought everything I own from you online now. Like I've never bought anything in person. So, but thinking back, I was like, oh, that's so interesting. I didn't even question the size because I think I'd seen it before mm-hmm. in person. Um, so how did you get that feedback from the clients? Did you ask for it? Is it, was it in like reviews? Because getting feedback from clients is something I try to do as often as possible. I think it's mm-hmm. important. So how did you approach 
Right. Um, sometimes just like inquiries, like, hey, like, I'm interested in buying this ring. Like, do you happen to have it on a model just so I have a size or mm. like a size reference? Okay. Sometimes I'll say like, yes, I do. And sometimes I'm like, I'm sorry, I don't have that available to like mm-hmm. show you. And I don't have it around the house for me to like take like a pathetic earshot of it with, you know, like I, so like that sucks. I don't like having like not something to show. Um, I think I am at stage of my business where I need to have examples when people ask for them. Mm-hmm. Um, and then on Instagram, a great feature is like, um, you know, like that open like little box, like you ask a question, people oh, yeah. just answer it. So recently I did just like, a, just a bu- like a bunch of questions and people were really generous and like giving me feedback and, you know, f- feedback is awesome. Like it doesn't have to be, I mean, obviously like, please say it nicely, but like, yeah. <laughs> um, like I love it. Like, please, like, I want to know how to make my business better. And like, there's, mm-hmm. I have so many tabs open that I can forget what it's like probably for the customer looking at my business. Right. So like hearing how they're looking at like my work is just so important. Like I have so many tabs open. I just kind of forget, I I can forget what should be our priority. So yeah. Yeah. Recently someone did, I got a few comments about the, just the sizing and Mm -hmm. I went, okay, I'm going to hire someone with models to do this because Mm -hmm. I need to give them. So like just the fact that like, you know, that, that gave me the push to, Mm -hmm. to outsource and I'm like really happy about it. So yeah, uh, yeah I've been um, just doing like little polls and stuff like that yeah. on Instagram. I find yeah. that was like really, really helpful. And yeah. I'm happy to like, I don't know. I hope that they, I hope my customers can start seeing that I'm like putting, like I'm taking their feedback and I'm like listening. Mm, yeah, for sure. Yeah. While still yeah. making it like my own, of course, but like, yeah. I want to be better. Mm-hmm. Like, that's what yeah that's what a business is there's no final destination like mm-hmm. there's just always like how can I improve yeah. on every on everything and once you like I recently got like better packaging but better packaging for now like so what's the what's what can I do next for my packaging like it's just always like how can I level up in this one in this way yeah so I'm, I'm like constantly thinking about that not that I'm necessarily yeah. executing because sometimes it takes months to execute but it's <laughs> true constantly brainstorming like business Mm -hmm. is my mind all the time yes yeah you know first thing I think of when I wake up and usually the last things I'm thinking about before bed which is great like I love it like it's not it I mean it's okay like I love that it consumes me Mm -hmm. like that's great yeah no it's important I think and I think a lot of people will resonate with that (laughs) but yeah I I couldn't imagine doing all this work for something that didn't consume me like I just, it's so much work that like, you have to be passionate. Otherwise, like, good luck. <laughs> like, I, I, you know, it's like, you have to wake up earlier. Like, what's the motivation to wake up earlier to get the work done? Mm-hmm. You don't want to do it. It's just, mm-hmm. so I'm just so grateful. Like every day it's like, oh my God, I get to do this for a living. Like, I never thought that this was possible and like, yeah. it is. And it's so cool. Yeah, for sure. No, it's so true. Always raising the bar. Um, and yeah, letting the passion kind of drive the work, I think mm-hmm. is is very cool. I like that. Um, so then speaking of leveling up, what's the one thing that has leveled up your business? Hmm. I think so in terms of loving leveling up, I'm always thinking about how I can level up. Hmm. So that's, I think that's one part of it. I'm that's just great. constantly thinking about, about that. And then investing in like better equipment has been really helpful. Like, because I was self-taught for a few years, I was doing things and just ways that took so much longer and like I've recently like just discovered um like equipment that would help and it's like 
just made the quality and the time like so much better, like, you know, less time and mm-hmm. better quality, which is like, what else can you ask for? <laughs> um, yeah. So like investing in better equipment, like learning about different kinds of equipment and yeah, that's definitely leveled up. Like just, uh, I've gotten some new polishers and mm-hmm. Just stuff like that and make everything even more shiny than before. Just, you know, just, yeah, constantly. And that's a way of leveling up too, like investing. Like, yeah, this costs a lot of money, but hopefully all it will return in the quality of the, like the work that I'm now putting out. Mm-hmm. So sometimes, yeah, like, especially with metal stuff, like it, things, equipment costs a lot of money. So mm-hmm. it, it's, you gotta kind of like hold your breath and press pay, uh, press pay. Yeah. Because, uh, it, yeah, it's a lot to invest and hopefully it'll work out. Right. But mm-hmm. all the equipment has worked out. Like it's, that's how I'm also going to grow my business. So I have, it's just something that you just have to do invest. Mm-hmm. And then when you invest in your business, you're investing in yourself. Yeah, no, yeah. that's so true. I think I relate to that as a photographer. Cause yeah, like equipment, it's not like the client's paying for it for you to do the job. It's like, mm-hmm. no, no, yeah. like you're paying for that out mm-hmm. of your own pocket in the yeah. hopes that it will, yeah, just um, lead you to further income that's better mm-hmm. and yeah and that you're servicing your clients better whether it be like software or actual physical equipment but mm-hmm. that's so true yeah and I really like leveling up by just thinking more about leveling up I think mm-hmm. um, if you just kind of have things floating around in your head like I used to always bring my notebook with me everywhere I went just in case an totally. idea struck and I would like always be writing things on little pieces of paper and like putting it in my back mm-hmm. pocket and I would wash my jeans and like empty yeah. up parts. There'd just be like random notes yeah. of ideas and half of them mm-hmm. would be totally crap and the other half would be okay and there'd be like one decent one that I would start doing. But um, yeah, just having that active in your mind, that's a good one. It's kind of like an inception answer, but I like mm-hmm. it. <laughs> yeah, no, leveling up. It's, it's, I like that you like when I you know I've been listening to your podcast so I've been hearing you ask this question and like mm. I like that other people like use that word too because I've always been using that word and when you I don't know if you feel this too but like when you have leveled up you can like feel it yeah it's so like, true yeah it's like it's like I don't know what happened but like I've leveled up and I don't really know how but <laughs> like I know change. that I have and like it's yeah that's fun and that and so I'm excited for that feeling once like my bookkeeping and my website and mm. my photos are more done like I'm like I'm really looking forward to this leveling up that like I know will happen because it's just like a natural part of the business. Like mm-hmm. just, just doing better is going to level up your business. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, do you have any finishing advice or thoughts? I guess any advice I would have is that if you want to do something and you feel it inside you that it's possible, like, when I started my business, I just had like this feeling in my gut that like this was something that I should do. And it felt, it felt so like out of my grasp, because it just feels like this big thing that isn't like a comp, like um, doable for all. Like, I just felt like people that had cool jobs were like, they were over there and I'm over Mm -hmm. here. And that just felt like something that wasn't going to be a reality, even though I wanted that reality very much. Um, And I don't know, I just, I just had a feeling that I could do it. And I just like kind of kept fighting for that feeling. And like, not like I had people say like, don't do this. I had people say like, don't quit your job. Like that is insane for you to quit your job. Like you've Mm -hmm. only been doing this for eight months. Like that would be foolish. Mm -hmm. And then me doing like, well, I just have a feeling. So I'm going to, I'm going to do it. And um, like, no one really knows your capacity 
been you. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. I just, I just hope that if people have that feeling, like, please act on it. Cause like, it's there for a reason. And I'm just like really happy. I listened to that voice because I like have my dream job and I did not think that that was going to be a thing. And the mm -hmm. fact that it is, it's just so surreal. Mm -hmm. And like, if I can do it, like you can do it. Cause I was just like in my minimum wage job, like desperate for something else. Mm -hmm. not knowing what I was going to do. And I just like, honestly, the going into jewelry making was like, I'm just going to buy some time until I figure out what I'm actually going to do with my life because I have no idea. And this will just like, I don't know, this can be something that I say yeah. I'm doing for now because <laughs> I don't know. And like getting out of art school and like, not really, like, I feel like you, like with art school, you kind of need like another degree on top of it to like be more specialized and it just felt like, I don't know what I'm going to do with this degree. Like, I don't know. And then like all my other friends were like starting their careers and it was just like really scary time. And, you know, early twenties of just like, what yeah. am I going to do? And it was just so stressful. And so I just like really have compassion for people in that, in that position. Cause like, mm -hmm. I just really know like that desperation of like, I'm capable of more and I just don't know what to do. So basically, yeah, yeah I don't know if you have that feeling inside you and you, it just doesn't go away. Like, just try to do something yeah. about it. And it doesn't mean you have to be like a full on business and be full time. Like the amount of confidence I've gotten just from like doing this, like it's just changed me. And I would, you know, I would love for people to be able to experience like what it's like to like act on your dream. Cause it's like really cool. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I just hope, yeah. I just want people to like, if you feel that feeling like th it's there for a reason, mm -hmm. then yeah. you'll be really happy that you worked on it in any way that you did it's better than like yeah. just thinking about it forever like no yeah yeah trust your gut go with it yeah definitely yes love that or okay. like buy a crystal that'll tell you to like manifest <laughs> your dreams and then like that'll maybe that yeah yeah totally <laughs> maybe a combo a mix a mixed bag of both mm -hmm. you'll be set <laughs> I mean like the first stone I was ever into was moonstone and moonstone's all about like like change and like okay. so that was always like a weird thing okay. that okay, I was okay. like okay like I just got a moonstone <laughs> now all these things are happening so like again like who knows yeah maybe the moonstone was what you needed to be yeah yeah, yeah. honestly yeah. <laughs> um but yeah I love that just follow your heart and your gut because yeah there's always going to be people who are going to think you're just like crazy for doing what you do no mm -hmm. matter what like I had is. a lot so just, oh, yeah, just, yeah. Even, even throughout life like just don't be as creative yeah. as you are and you know I've heard that a million times so and yeah. I was always like well no like this is what I am into mm -hmm. so just like fight for yourself basically mm -hmm. <laughs> fight for yourself. no I love that yeah. yeah 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 that's really important believe in yourself you're mm -hmm. gonna you're the only one that can believe in yourself as much as you can like no one else can yeah, you, know, you can have supporters that believe in you 100%, but their 100% is not your 100%. So mm -hmm. that's what, yeah. And then like the domino effect of like, look, some of my friends have started their own businesses stuff now too. So like, that's I don't cool. know, like when, you, like when you see it's possible, like it just, it can inspire other people to start their own thing, which is mm -hmm. really cool too. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's super cool. Like it's, it can feel so like not possible, especially like things on Instagram that have like such like so beautifully curated and like so beautifully lit. It just seems like this other world that isn't attainable, but like, it's not like in reality, I have like a light box. Like everyone's like, oh my yeah. God, like you have your own phot photography studio. It's like, no, I have a white a box. A mini one. Yeah. I have a really mini one. It's like it, Instagram. 
I mean, it's a lie, but it's also like, it's not a lie, but it's also like, it's a curated thing, right? Mm-hmm. Like, even when I get photos done by a photographer, like I had some photos done for like, just, you know, social media of me working. Like I cleaned up my studio for three days yeah, just to get a photo. It's like, this isn't how I work. This is not what my studio looks like at all. No. So it's just kind of funny how that is. And like, I felt like mm-hmm. a lot of guilt being like, am I lying that I'm not showing like my mess? And I asked the photographer being like, does everyone clean before you come? And she's like, yeah. I'm like, okay, good. Like, I'm not, I'm not like this huge fraud who like, you know, everyone else just like has this clean studio and everyone else does it this way. In reality, no, everyone's cleaning up. Like, it's just, it's so easy to think that everyone else isn't nervous, isn't prepared, like is prepared when Mm -hmm. really like everyone's doing, like they're all shuffling and flailing and hoping for the best. And like, that's something I've had to learn. Like everyone's like, people run a business the same way that I do. Like, even when I had my bookkeeper, I'm like, I'm so embarrassed. I have all my receipts like in a bag. And yeah. she's like, she's like, that's everyone I talked to. She's like, there's one guy who had his receipts in a literal trash bag. So <laughs> like, it's okay. And then, yeah. so, you know, just lessons like, okay, I'm not the only person that shows the receipts in a bag. And like, that doesn't make <laughs> in me your purse less just further and deeper. And deeper. Yeah. <laughs> but like, but that that's okay. And that you can yeah. still be successful while pushing your receipts into a bag. Like you don't need to be, fully yeah like have this full operation to be successful like mm-hmm. you can be flailing <laughs> yeah and it's okay 100%. yeah, yeah. 100%. no I think Instagram something I think people forget is that it, a lot of people and individuals use Instagram <clears throat> excuse me as a tool to market themselves and mm-hmm. as a tool to spread their brand and to spread their voice and it's a huge tool for creating more business for oneself so I think people forget that like I'm going to put on there my best foot forward because that's mm-hmm. my business and that's my baby. And I want people to see it in the way that they're going to possibly receive it from me if they hired me. Mm-hmm. So there's, there's actually a business strategy behind mm-hmm. cleaning my desk before I take yes. self portraits with yes. my desk in the background. Mm-hmm. And a hundred percent, you have to remember that that is absolutely not reality, but that you know, you're using a platform that has now kind of turned into a business opportunities for mm-hmm. so many people. So you're kind of seeing people's best foot forward for a reason. Mm-hmm. And it's really easy to get um, overwhelmed with that. But so, you know, take a break off Instagram if you need. <laughs> but mm-hmm. or even like comparing sure, like, to other small business owners, like that can be yeah. really intense and being like, how are they doing it? But, oh, I it's mean, so hard not to do yeah. that. Mm-hmm. You just have to be like, no, this is shut it off, turn it off, walk away, leave. Because yes. we all do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Especially in quarantine, I've noticed myself doing that a yes. little bit more because you're just kind of on your phone more. And yeah, it's no good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then, like, everyone's in a, more of a state of anxiety of like where their yes. business is going to go. So everyone's like more protective. And also, like, I don't know, there's just guards are up a little bit more. And yeah. Yeah, I think that's right. But yeah. No, that's awesome. <laughs> it's, it's awesome what you're like doing because as a small, like, I've, uh, like I'm obsessed with small business like you know like once you become yeah. one like I love hearing about yeah, other same. people's journeys like, I just, mm-hmm. like I'm obsessed like that's what I love to hear it's just interesting how much my like interests have changed um but yeah like so podcast and like con like there's been some conferences I've gone to like little ones and just like anything that I can like soak up like little bits of information I'm like all about that so mm-hmm. yeah I've been listening to quite a few of the episodes and I'll like probably continue to do so and, oh thanks yeah, happy to have your support <laughs> 
my five-star rating on Apple. So. Nice. Thank you. <laughs> Appreciate it. <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's awesome what you're doing. And like, I agree with, you know, um, I th- in your description of your uh, podcast, you say how like a lot of the podcasts, they talk about like full-on CEOs, but like what about yeah. the people to like to get there, right? So, and it's so true. Like what about, mm-hmm. it's nice to hear about people that are on the same like level as you. Yes. It's like really helpful. So yeah, it's inspiring. It re- yeah, they're like, it really oh, is. they're doing it okay. <laughs> and like, you can only talk to your like friends and family about this stuff so much. I don't know how much you like yeah. talk off your partner's ear, but like, I feel bad for the people in my life. <laughs> it's just like, it's such like a, again, it's so personal. So like, I get so yes. like riled up and yeah. Um, or yeah, I'll like ask him a question and he'll answer in a way that like doesn't satisfy me or makes yeah. me think he didn't get the question. I'll be totally. like, oh, no, you don't, you don't get it. And then he'll yeah. like, I don't know what you want from me. Yes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I kind of like, that's hard too. So like having other businesses is like so nice to like listen to and stuff. Yeah. Um, thank you so much for being on the podcast. Thank you for having me. That was really fun. Yeah. <laughs> thank you I so loved much. Having you on. Yeah. Thank you. Thanks for listening in. Remember to check us out on Instagram at What the Business Podcast. See you at the next episode.